of the things in the episode you're about to hear already happened. They're in the past. So congratulations. You can see the future and should probably start buying lottery tickets. Yeah, and betting on baseball games. And horses? Is that still a thing? It should be. You should do that too. Bet on some horses. Definitely. I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So please keep your hands inside the podcast at all times. All right, here we go. I have a booger on my finger. Ew. Oh, I could see that one. Bugger fingers. Yeah. Here, hold on. I'll, That's I'll cool. wipe it on my pants. Oh, it's still on me! <laughs> it won't go away! Oh, it's stuck. It really likes you. Okay, it's gone. Well, it's from my nose. Yeah. I went to It's s- attached. I'm I, sorry. It was attached. I went to uh, scratch the inside of my nose, and it oh. just uh, it happened. Can I ask you a gross question off the top of the bat of this episode? Sure, sure. Um, what's your views on like consuming your own like nose gunk? Um, you know what? I actually don't think it's that bad because I picked my nose and ate it for like, I'd say like at least half my life. Really? Yeah. And like still sometimes, I I mean, every day I pick my nose, but sometimes Mm -hmm. I look at it and I'm like, I still get it. I get why people do this. I do look at it. (laughs) Because it's, I mean like, and actually, you know what? I've read that if you, uh, if you like grew up eating your boogers, Uh um, you like have a stronger immune system. I do have a friend that I grew up with who ate dirt as a kid, and she never got sick. Mmm, good looking out. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I pick my nose every day. I'm very unashamed of telling everybody. I mean, I openly pick my nose on the train, at work, at auditions. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. care what anyone thinks about me. Sure. There are sometimes there are no tissues, and sometimes there are just itches you can't reach. Like, right now, I feel that I just loosened something, and I can't get it. Do you want to borrow a tissue? No, I don't really care, honestly. I'm not going to touch you or anything else. See, I because my allergies are, like, year-round... I just always, like, I just look like I'm on cocaine sometimes because I'm just, like, <laughs> scratch. I'm just rubbing my nose. I just don't see, you know what? It's like we touch our own spit constantly. Yeah. And people pop zits in public and people clip their nails in public and people, you know, pull their split ends in public. It's like boogers are probably the least gross of all things. It's just, like, they have an ugly color. See, to me, boogers and eye stuff are the most gross. But that's just a personal really? thing, probably. Because, like, hair, I like, I I find nails to be the grossest. I find people, and sure. it's weird, and it's weird that I think that because I also bit my nails until I was, like, mm. 21, 22. Got it. Even today, I kind of tore up my nails a little yeah. bit with my fingers. Yeah, my nails, like, my anything I do with my nails is either because I can't stand hangnails or because it's, like, a nervous habit. Like, right. Like, I notice that when I'm stressed, I'll crack my knuckles or bite my nails, but that's, like, the, that's the condition for me. Right, totally. But yeah, but yeah I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's gross. Okay. I, you know, and, and... It's funny because I spent, there was this one time, I'll never forget, when I was in the fifth grade, there was this girl in my class named Tamika, and she was very tall, and one time, and I was very short, and one time in computer lab, I picked my nose, and then I went to eat it, but pretended, because I was a nail biter, that I was biting my nail instead. That's crafty. It's very crafty, and you know what? I used it constantly. It was a great... That's, it was a, I did it in front of everybody, and no one cared. I totally would have done the same but thing. But Tamika had the right angle from her crazy height for a fifth grader <laughs> that she goes, you just picked your nose and ate it, but we're pretending that you were biting your nail. Oh, my God. She called me the wow. fuck out. And from then on, I was like, Claire, this strategy does not work. <laughs> um, wow, vicious. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I ate my boogers a really long time. 
Like, I, I don't know. And I, I never really thought it was weird. I mean, I'm only questioning it now because, like, I was broken of that habit early to, like, pick your nose. And then, like, when I was older, like, in my early 20s, I was seeing... <laughs> your early what? I, I was just listening to Two Dope Queens the other day. So they, ab- they They abbreviate everything. So yeah, I was like, yeah, do. I was in my early 20s. Oh, um, my gosh. I was in my early 20s, and, um, and I'm seeing, like, people I went to college with, like, do that. And so I'm like... Pick their that- nose? Pick their nose and eat it. Huh. Like... Like, in just not completely non-subtle ways. I just haven't thought, I don't know, even with adults, maybe just because I did it for so long and also, like, still understand the temptation of just, like, a morbid curiosity for, like, gross bodily stuff. Sure. Like, I just don't, I don't know. It's never occurred to me that it's, like, weird. All right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's funny, too. I mean, I think that that the curiosity about what it will taste like comes from the same place as when people blow their nose and look in the tissue. Okay. You know, it's like you're kind of proud of yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, I'm always looking at it because I'm like, A, did anything get out? And B, am I going to die? Are you going to die? What do you mean? I don't know because, like, I just always, like, I just always assume that I'm either going to, like, expel copious amounts of blood or, like, something in my mucus is going to be like, oh, you're you're not going to make it. Ian... You're like the guy in, I was just watching Oh Hello, and they were talking about, yeah, they were talking about the concept of, like, people in plays that cough into handkerchiefs to prove to you that the they consumption. have consumption. Yeah. You're that guy. You're hoping I, for that to happen, to prove something. For the love of God, I'm not hoping that it happens. <laughs> I don't want consumption. I'm 25. I have things to live for. I had one of those experiences yesterday where I finally, like, it's not even biting the bullet. It's more like getting around to it. I bought a fire extinguisher oh. and took it home and mounted it on the wall. And while I was carrying it around town, this kid was like, what is that? And I was like, it's a fire extinguisher for extinguishing fires. That, and, he yeah. was, and he was like, why do you use it? And I was like, to put out a fire. It's a bunch of flame retardant foam. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. So like, when will you be done with it? And I was like, well, hopefully yeah. I'll never. Hopefully I'll never use it. Like, hopefully that never. Yeah, you buy it so you never use yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like insurance policies. Do you think exactly? Do you think that statistically, people who prepare more for emergency situations have less emergency situations? The superstitious side of me wants to say yes. Right, but I don't think there's. But right. the common sense side of me is just like, well, if you're like prevent, if you're taking the right preventative measures, then of course you're going to have less emergency situations. But you'll just be like prepared for when they come up as they exactly. tend to do. Yeah. I-, I used to think when I was a kid that if I rode my bike and told myself the whole time that I was going to crash that superstitiously or statistically or whatever was working against it I would never have a crash Mm -hmm. but if I was finally enjoying myself and going down a hill really fast and we I'm invincible I would always crash yeah I remember falling off my bike for the first time oh it was horrible feeling yeah really it was gross I mean like it wasn't like stitches gross but it was still like like falling on rocks and like bleeding is still gross we had this hill in my neighborhood when I grew up Part of the time I grew up in Colorado, mm-hmm. we had a hill down by the playground called Rattlesnake Hill. Oh, I'm aware exactly of it. For exactly that reason. Oh! And, uh, and I didn't know, because I had just moved there from Virginia, that you're not supposed to break on gravel and sand. And uh. so I was going down Rattlesnake Hill, and my bike's going too fast, and I hit the brakes, and it obviously fishtailed and skittered. Mm-hmm. I flipped over the handlebars into a yucca. 
If people don't know what a yucca is, because I don't, it's that cactus that's not a not the cactus from the old Southwest with the spiky arms. Mm-hmm. It sits on the ground like a bushel, and all of the spikes come up like aloe vera. Oh but no! But they're like giant spike. Bars. Yeah. Oh yeah. I also got sprayed by a skunk on that hill one time. Really? Yeah, I had to take a tomato bath. Ugh. Kind of was fun. Was it? For like a little kid, like a bath <laughs> of tomato juice. That's like a fun. pretty, like that gives you some cred too, like, and like on the schoolyard or whatever, like I got sprayed by a skunk. Well, in Colorado, week. apparently it's like. It's common? Uh, no, faux pas. Oh, faux pas? Like here, if a, if a pigeon poops on you, you're like, hey, good luck, mazel, Exactly. But like out there, you're like, hey guys, I got sprayed by a skunk, and they're like, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I remember the... Have you ever been, like, crapped on by a pigeon? Or any bird? Uh, maybe a bird once. I can't remember. Yeah. I remember, like, I was at sleepaway camp, and, like, the annoying kid in the bunk was like, yo, you have bird shit on your head. And I was like, fuck you, Jason. I do not. And then, like, the other guy that his was with was us... Yes. Of course his name was Jason. Yeah. Um, Asshole. Right. Most Jasons are dickheads. Most. I will... I mean... I w- I've actually thought that too. Yeah, um, I, I've been out with some Jasons. I grew up with some Jasons. I know some yeah. Jasons personally. Most of them are douchebags. No, and I knew I knew this Jason like for a while because we did like the same youth theaters together. Like we always were like double cast with each other for a while. Ugh, Jasons um, are so horrible. But like, but of course, naturally, this kid was annoying the shit out of all of us at sleepaway camp. Yeah, and so. A bird poops on my head, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" No, it didn't. And then the other guy, whoever whoever else was with us. Was like, no, he's actually telling the truth this time. So Jason's not being a fucking Jason's not liar being, like all the time. As I, a term I learned today, he's not being a, a douche, douche canoe. canoe. I saw that you learned that. I'm surprised you didn't know that that was a phrase. Um, it's a very common turn of phrase. I believe it, but like I've done, I've known douche lord. Um, uh, Twinkle douche is a personal favorite. Twinkle douche. Twinkle douche. Yeah. Douchebag. I douche think bag. douche canoe just sounds great because of the ooh sounds. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and it's not a not alliteration, and it's not rhyming either, but like, it's the consistency of the ooh sound. I like the, like the French say, ferme la bouche, you douche. Yeah. Yeah, shut your mouth, asshole. Yeah. I think that's great. But in French, douche means shower, right? To, to clean oneself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. Or Got to, it. Yeah, because to bathe and to shower is lave. Yeah. Lave la yes. main, lave la corps. Got it. Blah, blah, You're blah, right. blah. Cool. You know, I speak a little French. Just little, a little bit. French a little bit. I'm still trying to go to Montreal at the end of this summer. Do it. It's amazing. Montreal. A friend of mine just went. Yeah? Yeah. He loved it. I got to figure out how I'm going to be able to afford it because I thought I had a travel companion, but Julie, I don't know if she's going anymore, so... Aww. That sucks. I mean, not for any particular reason, but you know when you like make like hypothetical plans with people, you're like, we should totally do that. Okay, great. We're doing it this week. And they're like, awesome. That'll be awesome. And then you follow up and they're like, oh, we're doing that. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not too expensive. It's really just the rental car that's expensive. Yeah, that's that's the And apparently a lot of like Quebecois towns are not like appropriate walking towns like you really do need a car really to like see some stuff yeah particularly montreal and quebec city i mm-hmm. heard it's not great public transportation will you be like airbnb-ing that's my plan that makes sense though yeah because like any hotel is going to cost you more my mom's friend Jean has a <laughs> and it's a whole thing hey, with Jean. Jean. <laughs> um my mom's friend Jean has a 
sister or a friend or someone that lives outside of Montreal, like in the burbs. Mm-hmm. So that might be like an option. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll sleep wherever. Who gives yeah, a fuck? Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's what my summer will consist of. What about you? Oh, I don't know what my summer consists of yet. Like I have doing the show. Yeah. Doing the show. Um, <laughs> and I have my sketch class that ends in mid July. So we put up a show then. Fun. Yeah. So I was doing some of those rewrites today. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of writing lately, so I'm good for you, buddy. Yeah. I, I, I love it. I really Good. do. Yeah. I will. So Can you I'm, put me in a sketch? Can you put yeah, a character sure. inspired by me in a sketch? Absolutely. Great. Is it Deborah? Uh, not Deborah. Is it Brenda? Brenda. Brenda loves this. Brenda she loves, loves it. it. My name is Brenda. I'm a star of Hollywood stage. Yes, Brenda. We you know, know. You know what I'm pretty much doing? I'm pretty much doing that Kristen Wiig character from, from the uh, get Celebrity the password. password. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. Except mine is like in question. Uh, my name is Brenda, and I love it. I love it. Don't you see? Don't you see? But, so, is your name Brenda? It is Brenda. Did I not say that? My name is Brenda. Great. Brenda, star of the Hollywood stage. Yes, I'm very famous at the Chinese theater. It's yeah. getting better and better. It's becoming more and more fleshed out. Exactly. Yes. Like, by the time you leave for Kansas, like, it'll be, like, a fully, like, you'll, like, we, <laughs> the line will be blurred between Claire and Brenda. And Brenda. My name is Brenda Van Whitmark. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Brenda Van Whitmark, star of the Kansas stage, Wichita to be exact. <laughs> and I'm Brenda. And I'm Brenda. So anyway, we went from boogers to alcoholism, and now it's time for the, the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. I was going to clap, but my hands are under the table. It's cool. Here we go. I got you. Ian Brodsky, what happened to you this week? I'm not going to lie. I struggled to come up with a story this week, so I'm just going to tell you about the movie I watched last night. Great. So I am in a little, like, film club with um, friends of the show, Dalton Deshen and um, Chris Barlow. Okay. Uh, So it's the two of us and a couple of other friends. P.S. I'm getting tickets to Chris's show. Are we going next Friday night? Let me, let me double check. My guess is yes, but I have to double check. Okay. Um, but, um, the group of us are in this little film club and every, especially now that Riverdale is no longer, um, is on hiatus. Riverdale is no more. Riverdale is on hiatus until season two and we have nothing to live tweet about. So we, uh, have this great group text about um, different movies that we each choose to watch that week. I am so sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. But can I throw a little tangent in Please. here? Please. Okay. So when I was in France, I went on Netflix and the app knows your location, right? And yeah. so it wouldn't let me watch Parks and Rec because it's not available in France. Really? So then I went scrolling through and you know what was available? What? All of the shows that are currently playing in America but not yet available on Netflix. Because in France, they use Netflix as their form of Hulu. It's both Netflix and Hulu, but they're not related. Hulu's just not a French thing. So Riverdale was on there when I was in France and it was a brand new show. And I was like, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah. So they, so I just wanted to let you know that when you travel abroad, you should check that out. That's good to know. I was so confused. I was like, how the hell is Designated Survivor already on Netflix? Wow. Yeah. And so I ended up watching Gilmore Girls, but still, of course. all these active shows were like on there. Shows that had just debuted, debutted, debuted, 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 debutanted. Yes, exactly. They came out to society via Netflix. 
Wow. Thus endeth the, the first, first tangent. tangent. Cool. So Riverdale's so, done. So Rivers di- Riverdale's done, and each week one of us in the group chooses a movie from Netflix or Hulu, whatever, wherever we can find it on like a, an app. Chris Barlow, it's his turn this week, chose Don't Think Twice, which is the most recent cool. Mike Birbiglia film, and we're big fans of Mike Birbiglia oh, on the show, as you all know. Birbiglia. Yeah. Um, and I had, and I have actually never watched it. And like, I was in UCB either. Yeah. And I was in UCB classes, like when it first came out and everybody and their cousin at UCB was like, we gotta see this movie. And I just saw this movie. It's amazing. Great. So I, I made plans with a friend after the show tonight. So I won't be there to like live watch the movie with them. So I sat down last night. I was like, I'm going to finally watch this movie that I'm hearing so much about even now. And that like, I've been meaning to watch anyway. So I sat down and watched it, and, like, I was... I didn't really know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting sort of a laugh-out-loud thing, because it's about improvisational comedy, and, like, the guy gets on uh, the SNL equivalent of uh, this world's show. Okay. And it's about how the group of improvisers who are, like, um, not notorious, who are, like, a famous group in their improv theater, very realistic, um, how that dynamic changes once one of them actually, quote-unquote, makes it, and... So they're like, oh, NASA's at the ass cat, and then everybody yeah. booked SNL. She's here, she's here to is like, bye. Pretty much. And Lauren Adams is like, hey, Kimmy Schmidt. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, so the film is about that and, like, how you sort of reevaluate your life and your definition of success once someone else, you know, sort of achieves that definition totally especially in improv because like nobody gets paid to do it everyone's just there to have fun like sort of how like what improv means to your life so like what it means to uh the keegan michael key's girlfriend character played by gillian uh jacobs who is brilliant and Um, i love keegan michael key yeah and he's great in this film like it's a it's a cast of amazing 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 people kate micucci mike birbiglia tammy sager um chris gethard I'm watching this and I'm thinking back to like several days ago when, not that I was having an existential crisis because a friend of mine and I were sort of talking about it, but I was just kind of in one of those moods. Like I'm like that, like that month of work or like that span of time of work for me has just ended and now I'm really looking forward to what's next. And it's kind of been a dry uh, couple weeks, which is a weird thing to say, but it's been a dry couple weeks and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing. Where's my next thing? oh shit, I'm not having a next thing, which I know is bullshit, like, these waves happen, but it just, I, it really spoke to me. Like, this film really spoke to me at a time where I'm thinking about what am I doing, like, how is everything I'm doing playing into my, like, into my life. Great. And there's a whole thing with Mike Birbiglia's character, who's kind of, like, the oldest in the group, at how he is always saying he's, like, inches away from, like, that thing. And, like, He's sure. just, and he's just sort of like the harsh reality is like he's never inches away and so like I can just see myself and every other improv nerd and everybody else that's taken a UCB class just kind of like have that flash before their eyes of like do I relate am I relating right now like it's it's really heady in that way yeah and like and of course like, and like bottom line is like I loved the film it was very honest it was it was funny, but it was just really... And it was written and directed... Directed. Okay, by Mike. By Mike Birbiglia. Okay. And it was just really good. Like, I just really loved the film. Right. So, 
Yeah, that happened to me this week. Like watching this you were film, just deeply affected by a movie. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thank you. And like, it's something that I think everyone are like. I mean, I think everyone in our business definitely, but I think it's something that anyone can relate to because there is that like back of mind fear, especially if you're a career driven person like we are, of like, am I, am I there yet? Am I on my way there? Like, how close am I to getting there? What is there? Like, what does there mean to me? Like, what does there mean to me now that this person is doing something I want to do? So, it's super... I think in this business, we need to be realistic about what goals are truly achievable for the Mm -hmm. kind of performer we are. And I think that a film like that really touches upon... Sometimes another person's form of success is just not going to be yours. Oh, yeah. Generally, in the line of entertainment and in niche entertainment, like improv theater, I think that there are ways to, like, reach the pinnacle of it all that everyone is grasping toward. Mm -hmm. But, like, as a general actor, we're not all reaching for Broadway. and We're not all reaching for series regular status. We're not all reaching to be Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. You know, there's different, like, uh, echelon and veins and, and levels within that. Like... My personal form of success, and it's only been in the last couple years that I realized, like, I would be completely fine. Debuting on Broadway is, like, the dream. And once the dream is achieved, it would be, like, cake with cherries on top every year that I continue to work, even if I'm just an external understudy. Mm -hmm. Even if I only go on once every couple of months. Even if I never go on. Just yeah. to know that, like, that's the caliber other people, like, see of my work. Because I believe that I can do that. You Same. Know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for some people, it's like, oh, I gotta win a Tony. Like, oh my gosh, that would be such a dream. Right, but, like, like, of course, my pie-in-the-sky dream is to EGOT. But, like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not sitting here like, like, everybody, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make the Tonys. I'm, I'm gonna be the Tonys next year. Well, like, and whenever, but, whenever I think about people who talk like that, yeah. I think about in the Every Little Step documentary, mm-hmm. Tice Diorio is like, when I'm in the room, it's my show. It's not their show. They're there like to see me perform and blah, blah, blah. And at the end, he doesn't get the role. Yeah. And they're like, how are you doing? And he's like, I'm fine. You know, it's not this job. It's not any other job. I don't need any job, really. Like, I'm going to win awards. I see myself winning Tonys and Oscars and Emmys. He went on to win Emmys. Yeah. But like still... I was like, bro, to have the balls to say to the whole world that, like, you think the siren is not where you are. Oh, yeah, the siren is in New York. The siren's in New York City. Okay, but to, like, say to everybody that you're the most important, Mm -hmm. like, you know, anyway. Yeah. I just would never go to that place. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, maybe I can think that in private anytime I'm having a really, like, up day. Yeah, of course. But, like, I just... I think that that film really touches upon what is so, um, it's so important as a performer, as a freelance artist, to know what your personal form of success is. And if you don't set goals that are truly achievable for the kind of performer you are, Mm -hmm. or the field, the portion of the field you're in, I mean, you're never going to be happy. And I don't know about you, but I feel like my definition of success is always changing because I will look back on I will think about where I am now and then I'll and then another day I will look back on what I've done so far and those two those two definitions of success will be completely different I feel like I was chewing off bits to a larger umbrella success sure like it was always for me to debut on Broadway oh of course and now we're like 
right up against it. Like, yeah. someday, sometime, hopefully in the next four or five years, this will happen. But, like, when I was in high school, like, audition and get into schools. Done. Yeah. Then it turned out I needed to go to a different school. Audition and get into schools again. Done. done. Graduate from college. Done. done. Equity card. Done. done. Like, three to five regional leads. Done. Like, so now... I'm like at the point, you know, and in between there, it was like first Broadway callbacks, done. You'd like, for, yeah. you know, and a national tour, booked, done. Great. Like, so I'm like biting off these little pieces. Yeah. That like without those, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be the person who like finished college like with, I mean, I did have a job offer, but not like a Broadway, you know. Yeah. 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 I, I did too. Like I had my first job literally walking out of college was like a small little theater festival. And I was like, cool. I have a job yeah. in my field. Exactly. Walking out of college. And that's more than most can say. It's more than a lot of people can say. So This kid just graduated from my alma mater. And I don't know him personally, mm-hmm. um, but he uh, is covering all seven Mormons in the Broadway company. You were telling me about he him. He booked it a week after he graduated college. <sighs> I know. I know. Isn't it so frustrating? I just... <sighs> I know. I know. I feel it too, buddy. I, I just... feel it too. I know. Like, and that's all it is. I just... <sighs> There's just, like, so much going on right now. Ugh. So anyway, yeah, I love that you loved that film. Yeah, and this, and like I can talk about more at the question wrap up. But the past couple weeks, we've been watching these films, and like there's just an arsenal of great films out there that I never heard of. So yeah, yeah. so that that so. that's that's me. Now, Claire. Yes. What happened to you this week? Hmm. This week I learned a valuable lesson in It Never Hurts to Ask. Hmm. So, first off, let's talk healthcare. Let's talk healthcare. I just turned 26. Congrats. Thanks. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Brenda loves it. Brenda loves a good birthday. Yes. Yes, birthdays. So, I... Turn, I was about to say, I graduated 26. I turned 26, which means that the health insurance that I was on before that was associated with our family plan was discontinued for me. Mm-hmm. And so I enrolled in Medicare. Woo! Woo! Um, for, <laughs> for medical, dental, and vision, Congrats. I pay $47 a month. Ooh! Yeah. Ooh. I know. It's fucking fierce. Yes. And I had a $20 option for just medical, but I kind of need dental and vision. I just went to the, sorry, mini tangent. I went to the dentist for the first time in like a year this week. Fuck. Cavities? No. Yeah. Things are like, they're like, yeah, it's looking great. You don't really drink that much soda and stuff. You don't eat, sit around eating candy. I do though. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I don't know. I I guess you're a good brusher. I guess. Yeah. I do now. Oh, you do now? Uh, Yeah. All right. Go on. No, it's no problem. Thus endeth. The, the second, second tangent. tangent. So, Ian, it's been weeks since you've taken a tangent. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So, I my coverage lapsed on June 5th. Mm-hmm. And the next program that I'm joining doesn't start till July 1st. So, I have like 25, 26 days in there. 25 days of uh, non-coverage. Okay. And in there, I had to go to the pharmacy a couple days ago. 
and pick up a new pack of birth control. Woo! Now, I have been on birth control since I was 19, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really great, and yeah. I love it, and it regulates my periods, and if and when I do have relations with a man, it also helps. Great. Yes. So, um, so that being said, I kind of prepared myself to pay out of pocket because when I have insurance... I'm part of a coupon program, like a discount program, mm-hmm. that makes the count uh, makes the behind the counter prescription for female uh, drugs, mm-hmm. as it were, uh, twenty five dollars a pack, no matter okay. what they cost, twenty five dollars a pack for from this like big pharma group that you know. So I enrolled in this program and I only pay twenty five bucks a month for my drugs. Great, which is still too expensive, but it's great. <laughs> so I prepared myself to just pay out of pocket for that pack because I was like well you're not going to be covered so that coupon program is not going to work when they punch it in the computer mm-hmm. so I show up right I'm like hi I'm picking up her manship they ask me my date of birth and all this stuff and then uh she's like hey like it says your insurance is no longer active I was like yeah you know I'm enrolling in this new program but it hasn't started yet and she was like oh okay well that means you're gonna have to pay out of pocket and I was like yes bitch duh I know <laughs> But I was trying not to be frustrated because I knew it was already going to be painful. Yeah. She goes, the cost for these 28 pills is $205. (sighs) Okay. So then I had a discount card that someone sent me that like a company sent me in the mail Mm -hmm. that was like, try this at your pharmacy because we see that you have been like using prescription drugs without discounts because I guess they didn't know about my other coupon program. So it doesn't hurt to ask. Question number one. Hey, can we try this uh, discount card I got in the mail randomly? Sure. Brings it down to $171. That is on the right track. Okay. So then I, and then they're filling the prescription, right? She was like, that's as low as it's going to go today. I was like, okay, well, let me call my mom and be a little bit upset. So they're filling the prescription, right? I call my mom. I explain to her what's going on and just, you know, like I'm pretty depressed, you know, because I paid off some medical bills that day and I also paid off the first payment of my new insurance and it was just a big expensive medical day. Yeah. Okay. So then my mom's like, you know, question number two, it doesn't hurt to ask, why don't you try the coupon program that you always use? Like what, what does it hurt to just try it and see if it'll go through this month? Sure. And I was like, well, I don't have insurance. And she was like, it doesn't hurt to ask, ask, Claire. So I go back. I say, I know this is supposed to be 171, but can you like just try this coupon that I use every other month and just see if it'll work this time? Well, it worked. What? Because news hadn't gotten back to the coupon people that I didn't have insurance yet. Yes, working the system. Yes, I tricked them, honey. Brenda loves a good sleight of hand. <laughs> so. Brenda loves magicians. Oh, no, Brenda hates magicians. Brenda magicians. hates magicians, but Brenda loves a good Brenda hates magicians, but loves a little trick, honey. She can turn a trick. Oh, <laughs> Like the best of Everybody needs a good side hustle. Like lines of Z. So... <laughs> so then I started cheering, right? I was like, yay! Like dancing up and down. And the people behind the counter were like, yay! Everyone was excited for me. Hold on, I have to move my boobs. My boobs hurt. Okay. And uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, so we were all cheering, right? Yeah, it was uh, a party. Yeah, it was a party. Everyone was so excited. And the girl looks at me and she goes, well, damn, that's a lot of savings, girl. <laughs> I love it. And so I learned it never hurts to ask. That's Awesome. The end. end. I love it. I wish there was a third one. I had two, it doesn't hurt to ask, but the third one, yeah. Well, I, I 
I, that, that sounds like a great party in the Walgreens, or I don't know where you get a your... A Dwayne Reed. Ooh, ve- how very New York of you. Yes, well, it's because my insurance, my former insurance, decided I was going to CVS for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then the old insurance, speaking of another weird medical thing, they were like, hey, we've decided to cut ties with CVS, so if you go to CVS, you better transfer all your prescriptions now. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And they were like, we just don't like CVS anymore. You have to go to a Walgreens. <laughs> and in New York, Walgreens is Dwayne Reed, so... Yeah. Um... Also, very important thing to know about birth control. It's not just for, like, contraception. Like, that shit helps. Like, I know so many women who have been on birth control since, like, they first got their periods in order to regulate their periods. Like, Yeah, so I was actually talking to my friend Stacy about this today. But just so people know what birth control does. When I was 19, I was already, I hate this phrase, sexually active. Mm -hmm. But I needed it because I had migraines. My periods were irregular number of days. So technically, a period cycle is supposed to be four weeks of seven days. But mine were coming in anywhere between 30 and 38 days. Mm -hmm. Which is too long for a menstrual cycle flow. So then, and I had like a light flow, I guess. It wasn't that bad. It was like three days or two and a half days worth of periodness. But I had these horrible migraines. Mm -hmm. Like, couldn't get out of bed migraines. And I think it's part of the reason why my eyes degenerated so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they really accelerated when I was in middle school. I got my first period on my 12th birthday. It's fine. I'm not bitter about it. Uh, I told you that story about the lesbian librarian, right? Yes. Yeah, lovers of the show will know the lesbian librarian (laughs) story. So anyway, um, I went on birth control when I was 19, and I haven't really had a true period since. My cycle is 28 days. But because my flow was already light and my cycle was already really like, like long, but like standard symptoms besides Mm -hmm. the headaches, headaches went away. My skin was never bad, but I do have friends who take birth control for better skin. Yeah, I do hear that. prevention. Yeah. Um, Most people take it because like most young people take it because they have horrible cramps. Mm -hmm. It, It dilutes cramps. It shortens the length of the period. It regulates the period, which is very important. Yeah. Um, but for me, I haven't had a period in eight years. Mazel. Yeah. No, wait. What? How old am I? 26? You are now. So seven years. Seven years. There cool. we go. There's the math. All right. Um, I mean, I'm having them. Yeah. But there's just no symptoms anymore. There's no flow. There's no symptoms. Which is kind of hard when you have a boyfriend. It's a little confusing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because there's nothing to show for it. You just have to (laughs) trust the pack and use condoms. But um, all this to be said, I was very... It's ridiculous that I have to mentally prepare myself to pay $200 for... Oh, Oh, this this horn is not where you are. Honey, they do not like contraceptives. No, no. No. They don't like paying extra for their drugs. No. It's crazy as a woman in this world that I have to prepare myself to pay $200. That is one-fourth yeah. of my rent. Yeah. To just to have a regular period. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I'm not even having sex with anybody. I haven't had sex with someone in a year. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. I just want my drugs. <laughs> I just Give want my drugs. Give me my drugs, man. Ugh. Give me those drugs, man. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the situation with that. And I was really happy that I got up the nerve to just ask the question. Good for you. I wonder how many times in the past I haven't 
I lost out on money or an opportunity because I just didn't ask the question. Same. Because of Same. social norms oh, or yeah. some fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, for me, it's like, oh, they're going to think I'm so weird. Yeah, just don't do it, you fucking loser. Um, oh, no. It, yeah, it's it's weird. Be brave, y'all. Yes, be brave, and maybe your period will thank you. Exactly. Yes, I'm on the placebo pills right now. There's and four sugar pills. Oh. And you like them? Uh, they taste great. Great. I'm just kidding. You <laughs> I mean, I used to have chewable tablets, but not anymore. Got it. Um, but that being said, supposedly, I'm on my period right now. Can't feel a thing. Oh, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. Brenda loves a good period, honey. <laughs> Honestly, I can't feel anything, but supposedly I'm having it right this second. Oh, congratulations. Can't feel anything. Don't use any tampons. Saves oh. me a lot of money. Yeah. For years, my mom kept sending me boxes of Costco tampons, like huge tampon like boxes. Bulk. And I was like, Mom, I told you, I don't use tampons. How many come in a bulk pack of tampons? Mm, 68. Okay. 64. Okay. Can't remember. I mean, like... It's a lot. So... It's a lot, a lot. So, like, let's say, like, 64 tampons. There are boxes of hundreds. Okay, so let's say we have a box of 64. Okay. How many are you, like, how are you using per, like, cycle? Well, it depends on how heavy your flow is. If you okay. have a standard flow without birth control or whatever, like mm-hmm. my old one used to be three days. Sure. I would say I use like two to three tampons a day. Okay. So like, let's say nine to ten for like a long weekend. Sure. For most women with a medium to heavy flow, I mean, they can use five tampons a day for ten days. Sure. Okay. That's like that. That would be like someone with like endometriosis or sure. just really heavy period. Just really heavy flow. Okay, I I'm can't help to, it that I have a heavy, heavy flow, flow and a wide set vagina. vagina. <laughs> the way she says vagina is so yeah. funny. The other thing she says is, um, I saw Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip flops, so I went out and bought army pants and flip flops. The way she says it is so funny to me. Vagina uh, flip flops. That's a great movie. Vagina flip flops. Fucking oh. Ooh. Vagina flip-flops, honey, yes. Brenda loves vagina flip-flops. <laughs> I wear them everywhere I go. Everyone asks me, what is that on your foot? I say, vagina. <laughs> that was like a little patty in there, too. Like <laughs> Vagina. No, like like when you were leading up to the vagina, like, like, like there was a little bit of patty in that. Like, that, that was like, that was good. Mm, that was good, yes. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very mm. proud of myself. Vagina flip-flops. Yes. Um. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. A few things in there, you know, cool. medical insurance drama, vagina drama, period drama, drug drama. And it all ended with a celebration of everybody dancing in the Dwayne Reed. Yeah, people dancing in a pharmacy is really a lovely sight. It is. People like, were very excited for me. That's that's great. That's Damn, what... that's a lot of savings, girl. And then it was that... Oh, the Six Flags song? Yeah, sure, I don't know. I only thought of that song because I finally watched the uh, New York I Love You episode. Thank you, a master of nine. Yeah, and like that's like a whole theme Isn't in it. Isn't that the best episode of television you have ever seen of anything ever? I fucking loved it. I think like, that, I that might it was be... so brilliant. That might be... New York I Love You, Master of None, season two, episode seven, might be the most impeccable episode of television ever made. That and the pilot to Lost. The only reason I can't disagree, like not that I necessarily would, but... I know I can't disagree with you because I can't think of anything else that, like, in television. An episode of television that just rocked you to your core. The, or, like, the, the series Gilmore, finale, like, the Bracebridge dinner. That is a pretty perfect episode of television. The series finale of Parks and Rec, like, really, like, that that did it for me. Like, mm, 
I thought it, I thought it was perfect. My Parks and Rec episode is Bye Bye Little Sebastian. That was a great one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just love that show. So like, you can bring up any and I love Harvest Festival too. Harvest Festival yeah. is a pretty great episode. But yeah, but like that series finale for me was just like aces or like casino night on the office the end of season two yeah. is a perfect episode of television mm-hmm. well let's go to the quiz because we're it's already it. on our heart great ian so, brodsky what yes. are you obsessed with right now what am i obsessed with right now i guess i would say i'm obsessed with writing because i'm just loving it um, I'm writing for a sketch class. We have a sketch show that we put up in writing. July. Writing. writing. Not writing. Right. Sketch yeah. writing. How yeah. do you write a sketch? Mm, how do you write a sketch? I was going to say, I have a friend whose name is Sketch, so never Ooh, mind. Honey, um, yes. Okay, um, keep going. But yeah, so... I'm, you are writing dialogue. I'm writing dialogue. Um, and my my themes are uh, a sequel to Inside Out and um, oh. a sequel to The Little Mermaid. <laughs> So the sequel to Inside Out is based on, like, Riley turning 21 and vodka coming into the picture and messing everything up. Oh my gosh. And then the Little Mermaid one is based on, like, well, you you gave up your voice for three days. You couldn't have just, like, written everything down for me. Yeah. Why would like, you make that so difficult? Yeah. So those are my two ideas, um, and one of those will be in the show. And um, Can I toss something in for the Little Mermaid? Sure. What if there's a whole thing about how she didn't realize that if she got legs, she would also grow leg hair and doesn't know about hair removal? I kind of had, I had that joke in the last like draft of it of just like not leg hair exactly, but like I'm learning about all the gases and fluids that humans have to make firsthand. So excuse me if something fell through the cracks. Gross. No, you know what? I would love if like she ended up being like a really bitchy girl, like a complainer. And she was like, I wanted legs, but I hate knees. Knees are so so ugly. <laughs> I think that's like, that could be an entirely different sketch Look on its own. Look at my knobbly knees. Just like, like, Ugh, I just learned uh, the word knobbly and knobbly. that's exactly the word for knees. Like, am I, am I, Eric, you have to tell me, am I ugly? Like, are my legs disgusting? You have to tell me if they're disgusting. <laughs> no, babe, um, love your legs. Thanks. Um, um, but yeah, that's its own sketch. Like, that would be, that would be, why didn't I think of that, Claire? Buddy, um, you can write as many sketches as you want. You're right. Exactly. Which leads me to, um... My well, and I I did write a sketch somewhat recently about uh, the fan of the opera being friend zoned. <laughs> like it's the whole thing is like he takes, is friend zoned. Yeah, like it's the, the world's largest friend zone, and then like the jokes are like, well, like you do magic, like that's kind of lame. And it's like, what chicks dig music? Chicks dig magi- magicians. I almost said musicians. They but, really don't. Exactly. Yeah, we hate um, magicians. But yeah, so like that's a whole other like sketch I wrote. Um, and then uh, my buddy Nick and I, friend of the show. Um, hi, Nick Brigadier. Hi, Nick Brigadier. Hey, handsome um, man. He and I... He's so handsome. He is, Isn't he I love so that guy. handsome? Yeah. He has a girlfriend, though, right? He does. Um, His girlfriend's a lucky woman. Yeah. Handsome man to yeah. look at. So he and I are writing um, a little sketchy series right now, so... The series will creep you out. It's Exa- so sketchy. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I'm obsessed with. Great. Good for you. Oh. Uh, Desert Island. Three hobbies... To learn while you're there. To learn. Yeah. This one's a practical one, but I would say woodworking. Okay. Um, like Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jesus was a carpenter. Exactly. You um, chose poorly. <laughs> I would still choose it. No regrets 2012. Um, and I would, I think 
because I've done it before, but I think I would like really commit to like yoga. Okay. Because I think like because it does really a relax yogic me. Practice. Yes, exactly. Great. Um, yoga, and then what else? What else? What other hobbies are out there? Um, so many. There are. Um, hmm. And I think like also kind of a practical one like sailing. I would put the woodworking together with like sailing, and I would just enjoy myself. Great. Just doing yoga on a boat that I made. Boat yoga. Boat yoga. Boat ga. Boat ga. Boca Raton. Yep. Question number three, what are you watching slash listening to? Well, I did talk about uh, Don't Think Twice. Yep. Um, also, last week, right after we finished recording, um, I watched that week's film for the film club, which was a film called Catfight, starring Anne Heche and Sandra Oh. I and love it, Sandra Oh. And she's phenomenal in this film. The queen is coming. <laughs> yeah. I love Sandra Oh. She's wonderful. And so this whole film is about... Um, like, they had a rivalry in college, and every time they see each other again, they just get in, like, fist fights. Fierce. And it's, so it's, and it becomes about, like, the aftermath of that and how they each, how they uh, constantly come back to each other. And then I'm listening to my regular podcasts, but Nick Brigadier uh, just released his podcast, The Song Topsy Report, <gasps> where every week they listen to a new, a new terrible song and determine a cause of death. So... It's so funny. He and his friend Mike are two comedians, and uh, they just do such a great job. So if you're listening to this and you like funny shit, check out the Song Topsy podcast. So exciting. Yeah. Question number four. The mm-hmm. last person you texted, not including me. It was my buddy Paul. who I Hey, Paul. Yeah. So like he's one of my best friends, but he just got back what from- What is Paul backwards? Luop. Yeah, Luop. Yeah. Luop. Yeah. What's Ian backwards? Nye. Nye. Yeah. Clara's er yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Paul just got back from Indiana where he was music directing a bunch of shows. Great. Um, and now we're, we're just like trying to find time to catch up. Great. Do you know what they call it when you say words backwards? What? Samordlin apps. It's the word palindromes backwards. Oh. So when you are playing around with words backwards, you're yeah. making Samordlin apps. Samordlin apps. Isn't that fun? Cool. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. My dad and I play this game regularly where, we, yeah. where we'll walk around and we'll try to have whole conversations backwards. That's trippy. It's really fun. My dad's way better at it than me. Like, my dad can just pull him out of the air. Dang. If he was in a spelling bee, he'd be the kid who drew with his foot. You know what I mean? He'd be the Barfay. He is the William Barfay. Yeah. Thus endeth the, the third tangent. tangent. Ooh, it's been a while since we've had a third tangent. Oh, well, good for us. Great, we made it. And our final question, favorite this week and every week, one person living or dead whom you may or may not know, whom you would like to wish well. I believe this is a repeat, but I'm going to do it anyway. Sure. Um, I'm going to wish well my buddy Lauren Morgan because... Hey, Lauren Morgan. Lauren Morgan. Um, so she's someone I've known since I've been in college, and she's married to my buddy Paul. Um, hey, Paul. And, hey, hey, Paul. Luap. Hey, Luap. Um, and so she is still, like, so she got hired at the same company that Paul was music directing at. So she is spending her summer doing I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change. She's spending um, the next few weeks as Vivian in Legally Blonde. And then she does, I think it's Sarah Plain and Tall. And then they just asked her again to go back and do Little Mermaid in the fall. So Fun. She is, and she spent a bit of What a little book stress. Right? And she spent some time just being frustrated over, like, the state of her career personally. And now it's like, all right there and i'm like so fucking thrilled for her amazing and she's just one of like the genuinely nicest 
like funniest, warmest people. So great. Love you, Lauren. Love you, I Elmo. I love it. Yeah. Amazing. Your turn. Yay. What are you obsessed with this week, Claire? I am obsessed with Babyfoot. Oh, baby, again? Babyfoot's back, Babyfoot's back. It's summer season. I did a Babyfoot the other night. I started peeling my feet today. It's very exciting. I love it. So Babyfoot is this amazing product from Japan. They send you these booties full of chemicals and gels and shit, and you wear them around the house for an hour. I wore mine while watching The O.C. Of course. And uh, more to come on that later. And um, then today my feet started peeling and uh, it worked a lot better this time than last time. Congrats. A lot of dead skin on there, buddy. Yeah. Proud of myself. That's what happens to your feet. Baby foot. Especially in the city. Yes, honey, yes. All right, so that's what I'm obsessed with. Baby foot. Baby foot. Question number two. Baby foot. Baby foot. (laughs) Um, I think that's called a spoonerism. Spoonerism, yeah. yeah. Where you switch Um, consonants, yeah. Desert island. Yeah. I'm just going to ask you, what would would the hobbies be that you, Mm. the three hobbies that you busy yourself with i would take up gymnastics Ooh! i don't know how to do a cartwheel so i would start with some basic shit yeah but then one day i'd be you know round off back hands exactly free. and um, if you're i'd on... be doing the simone biles exactly <laughs> by the end of the beach <laughs> <laughs> some simone biles realness across the beach yes and like it's totally a safe area because like if you fall like you're just falling on the sand like there's no hard surface Super dangerous, actually. I'm oh, probably yeah? gonna break my spine. Yeah. Well, I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah. Okay. So that and knitting. Of course. You know, can make myself my own clothes, but also yeah. just like always wanted to learn. And scenic painting. I love scenic painting. Mm. I love scenic painting. I miss it. Like, yeah. I was you should thinking, pick it up again. I I Rachel do some Adams in the Notebook. Right. Um, <laughs> That's that's what I go for. I that's that's what anymore. my brand goes. I love when she says it. I don't paint anymore. <laughs> and he, and James Morrison's like, you used to paint, and she's like, yeah, and I really loved it. And he's like, okay, so then paint. <laughs> it's the, it's right there. James uh-huh. Morrison really is the perfect man in that movie, and that's why yeah. it kills me when she leaves him. Like he did, he does nothing wrong. He's I, the most charming. I've never fantastic seen guy. I know. Ian. I know. Brodsky. That's just like I'm just so ignorant right now. Ian. Fucking Brodsky. I have it on DVD. I don't own a DVD player. Yeah, just pop it in the side of your computer. I don't have a side of my computer. I have a MacBook Air. Okay, well, we'll figure it out. You just yeah. rent it on iTunes, okay? Okay, that's fair. Touche. Yeah, okay. Um, it's probably three ninety nine HD. I'm sure it is. Okay, so fucking deal with okay. it. Okay. Okay. So that's what I would do. Question number three. Yeah. What are you watching slash listening to now? Watching the OC, beginning to end. I yeah. am almost to the end of season one, and it is great. Mm-hmm. Super good binge show if you want to watch it. Cool. I also wanted to bring back to everyone's memory. A, uh, go on. A particular song from the second Aladdin film, The Return of Jafar. Forget <laughs> about love. Okay, so I shuffled my whole phone's catalog today just to see what songs would come up. And that song came up, and I love it so much. Okay, I love it so much. I think it really holds up. It's a fantastic song. I want everyone to go listen to it. Forget about love from the return of Jafar. Okay? Okay. And then um, I'm also... I don't know why I find that so funny. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. Why is that so funny? I don't know. Like, I maybe I just just never expected in a million years to, to be told, like... The Return of Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what song I'm talking about? I've never seen Return of Jafar. <laughs> oh, Ian, the song is in 
fucking incredible. Jafar, Jo, wherever you are. No. That, this song thank you, is Tumblr. better than that song. <laughs> okay, go on. I'm sorry. I Hold totally, on. I, okay, you know what? I, I don't cut care. you off. We've played music on this show before. I don't think we're going to get in trouble with ASCAP because they're never going to find us. I have to play you this song. It's really worth it. Forget about that guy. <laughs> Forget about the way you fell into his eyes. Forget about his charms. Forget about the way he held you in his arms. This is supposed to be Iago? This is Iago, but it's not the same actor. Looking on airs obnoxious. The thrills, the chills will make you nauseous. And you'll never get enough. <laughs> Just forget about love. Okay, then Jasmine comes in in a little bit with this amazing part. We kissed. It won't be missed. Forget about his touch. I can't forget about In the his scheme touch. of things, it doesn't matter much. It matters so much. Get better on your own. A meal becomes a banquet when you eat alone. And then Aladdin shows up at the end. I fucking love Disney. It's so fucking great. Wait, hold on. Is that? <gasps> it's not from The Return of Jafar. It's from Aladdin and the King of Thieves, number three. I thought it was from number two. It's okay. I'm so relieved. It's okay. Th- hey, trilogy. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that song back to everyone's realm of memory. And <laughs> Good. Glad you did. Handmaid's Tale is done now. All caught up with that. Pretty Little Liars, two more episodes. All Ooh. caught up with that. Yes, we are very close to finding out who AD is. And I started listening to The Daily because a couple mm. of our guests had mentioned Lauren A. Kennedy and Chris Barlow. And I feel like one other person mentioned The Daily. Mm-hmm. I really like listening to it. Yeah. I just picked it up after... Uh, after a lot of uh, Senate testimony the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I am watching and listening to. Great. Yeah. Um, that was question three. Question yeah. four. Who was the last person you texted? Aside from me, no cheating. It was my friend Stacy Gogo. Oh. She is a great actor, and we met through auditions. And today we saw Mike O'Malley at the studios that we were auditioning at, but we mm-hmm. I kept saying it was John C. Riley, but it wasn't. It was Mike O'Malley. Got it. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. So we were talking about that. She goes, I thought it was John, or I thought it was Mike O'Malley, but you kept saying John C. Riley. So then I was just convinced it was John C. Riley. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm just a dummy. It was not John C. Riley. It happens. Yeah. Um, final question. Yeah. One person mm-hmm. who you may or may not know, alive or dead, who you wish well. I would like to wish well Representative Steve Scalise. Uh, mm. Representative Scalise is the Republican Party whip in the House of Representatives. And he uh, was shot in the hip yesterday by a man who didn't like him just because he was a Republican. I may not agree with the political views of the Republican Party. I may not agree with Steve Scalise. I mean, his job was solely to get people to vote on repealing Obamacare. 
of course I don't agree with that, but, um, I mean, no one, no one deserves that. Like no one, I, I don't care what you believe in. Like nothing justifies gun violence. I really, I just, I have lived through the experience of, of being close to someone and then afterwards advocating for gun violence after they were murdered. And I just, I, I was just, you know, like we should be able to go and play baseball. It's so ridiculous. There were three active shooter situations in America yesterday. And I just, no one, Steve Scalise or anybody should ever fear going to play baseball. It's insane to me. It's absolutely insane. So I wish him a speedy recovery. As of now, he's in critical condition. I don't know if it will have changed by the time the show airs, but um, I have a feeling from what we're being told that he's going to pull through, and I hope that he makes uh, gun protections, gun safety, and gun regulations part of his platform now. He is one of the few people in the world, or at least in America, along with Gabby Giffords, who has a platform to change gun legislation because he's a part of it and also personally affected by it now. Um, And I 100% agree with you. Yeah, I wish him well. uh, You know, I hope that Steve Scalise, you know, if if you ever hear this, just know that, like, this is not a partisan issue. Like, I I just hope... 100%. I hope you make it through. I hope that you're well and sending you and your family love. Uh, Yay, love. Yay, love. Love is love is love is love. On that note, wow, super somber. Let's bring it up with some... Plugs. Plugs, honey. Cool. Plug it in. Um, you can find me at iBroski on all the social media platforms and Brodsky Ian on Facebook. Great. What about you, Claire? Everyone can find me at womanship, W-O-M, at A... What? How do you spell it? At W-O-M-A-N-S-H-I-P on Twitter and Snapchat, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com slash JuliaClaireManship. And the show is at... This Week's Thing on Twitter, This Week's Thing at gmail.com, hashtag This Week's Thing. This Week's Thing.com. We are available on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and obviously the iTunes catalog. Yeah. It would mean a lot to us if you would go into the iTunes catalog and rate and subscribe to the show. Please, and tell your friends, tell Please. your family, tell everyone you know. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars. Five stars. All right. I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye, y'all. Bye.